Hello, Kate, and thank you so much for coming on What the Fuck's Up podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Just for a little background, everyone, Kate, whose last name we're not going to disclose because she's a hardworking woman and wants to stay that way since there are some secret, scary Trump supporters out there, SOS. (laughs) But basically, Kate is the girl behind the microphone. That is your handle, right? Yeah, the the girl girl with the microphone. The girl with, not behind. (laughs) I got a little like mystery novel about it. Anyways, yes, you're the girl with the microphone, which basically if anyone hasn't been hiding under a rock or taking an Instagram break, there's this video of her that's fucking hilarious. It was posted on We Fucking Hate Donald Trump, great account. It was also posted by the guy from Insecure. What's his name? Kendrick Samson. Oh, is that him? The hot one. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the hot, hot one. one. Okay, yep. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> Wait, did you one. like jizz in your pants a little bit when that happened? I would have. I, I would have had like a lady yeah, boner. I was like fully shocked. That one really shocked me. Also, his caption was, this is what it's like to be a good ally, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. hi, Bruce. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a, yeah. I think I'm a good ally. I almost said ally, and I just sounded like <laughs> Caroline Calloway, so I'm going to check myself. Oh, my Lord. I'm like, please. <laughs> Please, no. I don't want to be associated with her, even though I'm white and blonde. (laughs) So, yeah, basically, this was all over the place. You were driving around during a Trump rally, and it was so funny because you were screaming out the window, so people were kind of cheering you on, just assuming you were, like, with them. But you had a microphone, and you yelled, Donald Trump is a literal demon from hell, and then started blasting fuck Donald Trump, which is just one of the better things to happen in 2020. I showed it to all my friends and family watched it maybe 20, 30 times, and then proceeded to DM you and ask you on the show. And you said yes. So here we are. Here we fucking are. Now we know each other's signs. We've had, you know, some very important prep work where we found each other's signs and such, you know. It's necessary. All the normal stuff. But yeah, so just to start out, I'm going to start with the question. Usually I just ask people to kind of give a short bio or description of what they're up to. But given mm-hmm. your username and your son fame, what we want to know here on What the Fuck's Up podcast is who is the girl behind the microphone or with the microphone? Yeah, I, it, it really did. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, yeah. like fame not happening overnight and it's like all this work you put in and stuff. But this literally happened overnight. It was the first time I had ever Mm -hmm. gone and done this specific prank with the microphone. Was it a viral prank? No. And that's the thing. I just thought of it. And I, you just thought I assumed, I assumed that other people were doing the same thing because I found the microphone from watching TikToks. So I was like, oh, people must be using this to troll Trump. Uh So I was like, I'll go do it and I'll tape it and I'll show it to my friends and I'll throw it on TikTok because why not? (laughs) And, and I woke up to over 3 million views. Wow, that's amazing. I could not have a more different TikTok experience, (laughs) let me say. So I want to hear more about you in a second, but just to, you know, like talk about our similarities and differences. So I too had like, I mean, I I had a solid follower base. It was like, I don't know, maybe two or 3000. But then basically I did these TikTok pranks on my dad and that kind of combined with my tweets is what like made me kind of have an overnight following too. I mean, I would say it was like two weeks for me. It wasn't fully overnight, but it felt overnight. But it was so funny with the TikToks with my dad, which I feel like I reference a lot and I'll send them to you after. But with those, I did them thinking like, I don't know, maybe this is presumptuous of me, but my dad's fucking hilarious. And like dads slash parents do so well on TikTok. So I kind of record them thinking they're going to be like viral on TikTok. Spoiler alert, they weren't. (laughs) Nobody gave a fuck. It got like maybe 10 likes, like maybe one of them 10 likes, the other one like five. I was like, the fuck? I thought this was good. So my friend Abel, shout out Abel. I mention him like every episode, whoever. He's essentially (laughs) like, he was my first editor who wasn't an official intern so mm-hmm. we stand a bell but basically a bell was like well why don't you just put them on your instagram i was like oh, i feel like my instagram's more like me and like right blah, blah. he's like yeah but you already know how to use instagram and hashtags and whatever yeah. like you might as well so then i put them on instagram and that hmm. was the move because that's where it like 
kind of blew up. And it's the same thing with me and Twitter. My tweets, when I post them, my Instagram will do really well, but I have maybe 12 Twitter Yeah, Twitter followers. is tough. <laughs> if, if anyone wants to follow Twitter, me. Twitter moves <laughs> like, real fast. Understand. Twitter is tough to, to make a, an impact yeah, on for sure. Totally. Which is actually my friend Nick Lehman, who I hope to have on the show soon, at Nick. I'm just shouting everyone out in the beginning. <laughs> A few years ago, he became viral through a tweet, I believe, that I think was somewhat political, if I remember correctly, but he's had so many amazing ones and funny videos since. But yeah, so I want to hear more about it. Well, I have a bunch of questions, honestly. Who is filming? Where was it being filmed? You don't have to say like the city, but maybe even like the state. And were you the one you just decided to put on TikTok and that was like where it first hit? Yeah, so it was my wife who was filming. We were just on our way to a friend's house. So it was the first one was literally just like a drive through. It's this group that is there every single Friday afternoon. Wow. Um, and she had seen them on the way home from work a few times. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, I saw the microphone. Oh so it was like this combination of things, like this perfect storm of us figuring out like this is yeah. where we should do it. She's taping and driving in the first one. And yeah, as soon as I did it, I knew you're like this I knew is it was going to be really funny and so I yeah. was trying the whole ride to our friend's house to upload it but we were on like back roads and so I uh-huh. I was just so frustrated and then we finally landed and I got them uploaded and then they just took off cuz we did two passes that first time and the demon from hell one was the second one the first one was Donald Trump is a skid mark in the underpants of America which I also really <laughs> enjoyed <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. that, that, hits, yeah. So, that and hits. I'm, I am located in rural New England where, um, you know, I, I grew up in Connecticut, very liberal area. Mm-hmm. And I've just been so shocked mm-hmm. to see how many Trump supporters there are in in New England, like it doesn't make any sense at all to me. So I've been getting really fed up with them. And so that's why I wanted to do this. So yeah. Well, haven't we all? I mean, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, persecuting anyone. But at the same time, the number of sneaky Trump supporters you find Mm -hmm. out about, it's like, it's just a bit unnerving, I would say is the word. It's not like, oh, I'm angry at you and I want to take you down. It's like, oh, I didn't expect that. I'm a little unnerved because everything he stands for, in my opinion, is completely immoral and like wrong. Mm -hmm. So that just worries me. But yeah, I've kind of found that's the same thing. I think like growing up, I always thought being from New York City, I was in a very liberal bubble, which I was. But you go right outside, like even my parents have a house in upstate New York in um, like Millbrook area. Yeah, My dad jokes when we drive there, he's like, we've made it back to Trump County, like Trump land, Trump's America. It's just there are more people than you'd think. And then also having lived in Los Angeles for um, three and a half years up until the summer, there's a huge Republican slash Trump, I'll say, because I not all Republicans yeah, are right, 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 obviously, which we need to remind them. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. But yeah, a lot of like sneaky Trump supporters, especially when you get to Orange County and stuff like that. It's, it's Orange County, surprising yeah. because mm-hmm. it is these people with privilege and a good education and I don't know. You just hope that it's money. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about the money, you know. I'm I'm sure it's the same in New York City, but they know that they are moving in more liberal spaces, mm-hmm. so they know that it's not going to be popular, so they keep it secret. I know, which is why you know? it's creepy when I find like friends very, and I'm like skirt. Like my creepy. friend's friend, who's such a sweetheart, I really liked her. She um, unfollowed me a few weeks ago, and then I saw after the fact that she was posting like all this pro-Trump stuff. I was like, oh my God, that must be why. She saw that I was posting like about Black Lives Matter and about how Trump's a piece of shit and right. you know, just Normal the norm, things. just like yeah. a day-to-day post, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know what's so wrong with that. Literally nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. But yeah, it really is surprising and I totally commiserate with that idea of being like super fed up. Yeah. It's so real. So the second question I was going to ask you is what the fuck's up, but I think... I have an idea where this is going because of our conversation and the fucking election. Mm -hmm. But do you want to tell me what the fuck's up, Kate? What the fuck's up with you, your life? Give a little more background. uh, Yeah. Like pre-girl with the microphone. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Pre-fame, if you will. So like three (laughs) weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're like, I don't even remember. That was like a really long time ago. It's so, (laughs) it's literally so bizarre. Um, Because I've been trying to, you know, make a name for myself as a writer. Totally. Um, Like I've been doing fiction 
You want to write novels, right? Yeah, yeah. And I write I write short stories too. So that's been my focus is trying to hustle and get stories published and, you know, banging my head against a wall with all of that. That's been like the main thing. Yeah. And then, you know, in addition to that, keeping a day job and, you know, paying a mortgage and, and a podcast. And a podcast? See, you yeah. Busy. <laughs> I have a problem of biting off way more than I can yeah. chew. It's like, it's, I mean, it's an illness. Better than the opposite, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, again, the New Yorker in me. I'm such a, like, go, go, go type person. But, yeah, yeah and everyone yeah. needs breaks. And I think people in America in general don't give themselves enough breaks, which is actually why the pandemic was really scary for a lot of people. Right. But, no, I think that's really cool that you're, like, a jack of almost all trades, if you will. I I always get to a point where I hate myself for it. But then something like this happens and I have all this stuff to promote, which is really nice. Yeah, Um, 100%. Do you want to say the name of your podcast and talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So it's called Hey Beautiful and it is She made it about me. Yeah, it's it's absolutely <laughs> about you, 100%. I'm a total stalker. It's fine. Oh, my God. Um, love it. <laughs> it's the only podcast right now that is recapping every episode of How I Met Your Mother. Because I that's why. Always. I know. People <laughs> hate. People hate so that mean. show. Well, they really hate the ending. I have no opinions. I've honestly, I felt bad coming out to you about yeah. this, but I had to do it on air. I've never seen it. It's fine. It's a very niche podcast. Yeah. We found a, I love a that, pretty That's good. hardcore following. Yeah, that means you have like really dedicated followers because you're literally yeah. the only one doing it, which is amazing. The only one, yeah. And and the only reason I started it is because I didn't see one. I just wanted to listen <laughs> to one. And so, so I was is like, it I'll you do and it. A friend? Yeah, no, I love that. God. Yeah, it's my my best friend. We've been friends since we mm-hmm. were like six months old. And so every other week we we recap an episode together. It's really fun. Wow. I love we, that. We're having I'll a good time. Give me like one of your best episodes and I'll watch okay. the episode you're recapping before I listen. Okay. And that'll be like my intro. Be yeah. me uh, dipping my feet into it. Well, yeah. now I just have to bitch about this quickly because that's how my brain works. Go for but it. But the reason I haven't really gotten into the show is not because I've heard bad things. Like I don't, I think I've heard pretty <laughs> good things. Maybe not like. <laughs> You know, the big little lies type, like, (laughs) you know, it's a sitcom, it's different. But my thing is, I, like, hate sitcoms. I don't know what it is. There's something about them that, like, makes me, as a viewer, feel claustrophobic. And I know that sounds crazy. But it's the same thing with Friends. Like, I never understood Mm, Friends because I was like, why wouldn't you just watch Sex in the City where they're actually in New York City and not on a studio lot in this one stupid fake coffee place? Like, it just, it drove me insane trying to watch it. Yeah. And the laugh tracks... It's yeah. so tough. I think maybe as a New Yorker, it's probably yeah, tough for you. Yeah, I think Friends just really turned that. me off to sitcoms, yeah, yeah. and then I, like, couldn't do them, you know? Yeah, that's fine. And I, I mean... When I first heard about How I Met Your Mother, like way back, I was like, this seems corny. And I was like completely uninterested. But then in a darker moment of my life, I found the show. And so it sort of became like a comfort. A beacon of light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like you get to know the characters and it has a lot more depth than Friends. um, And they deal with a lot of like deeper issues. So it is a sitcom. It is cheesy at times. But for me, it's got a little more nuance than than most sitcoms. And that's why I I stopped. I appreciate that. You've maybe almost turned me. I'll I'll start with an episode and then listen to an episode. You'll have to tell me after. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I also say this as someone who's like changed my mind a lot about stuff I always thought I'd never, ever watch. Like, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to be such a snob about reality TV. And I was like, I'm too intelligent for this. I mean, I didn't say that out loud, but I like thought I was. I was like, (laughs) it'll rot my brain. Like, that's what my parents say. No. Reality TV is like the best thing to happen to me since I got down the rabbit hole my senior year of college, I want to say. Like, it started with The Bachelor because everyone was having Bachelor watch parties. So I started to get FOMO. I was like, I can't just like be sitting at home while everyone else is drinking with like a charcuterie board. I want some fucking cheese and wine. Like, sign me up. So... I started right. watching through that and I was like, wait, this kind yeah. of. Yeah. And then I got into Housewives and that was game over. My wife got me into the reality stuff. Like, I was never really into it. I did like the real world and road rules and like that stuff. And then I had never even watched Housewives, but now, yeah, now it's a weekly. It's a weekly thing. Which ones do you watch? 
We watch New York is, I think, the best one. Correct. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I'm going to Oh, my God. This season, she, she was, was horrible. Bonkers. I know. She was. But I love her, and I think she was going through <sighs> it. Too. But she was really mean to Tinsley. And even though Tinsley can be a little bit of a uppity bitch, she didn't deserve that, though. Yeah. She can be uppity, and she can be annoying, but she didn't deserve the treatment. Yeah, yeah. I agree. New York is fucking outstanding. Okay, so you do the podcast, you're a writer, you mentioned your <laughs> Think wife. About it. I do want to know, like, how did you meet your wife? Because in the questionnaire, you did say that, like, you were in a relationship yeah. that didn't really work out. Uh, just jumping right into it. I'm so forward. Also, how old if are you? If we want to talk about our 20s, let's do it. Right. I'm 34. Okay, that's uh, what I thought from yeah. your graduation year. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm 34, and this is my second marriage, uh-huh. kids. Let's go. The first one, I, I met someone in college. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. It was a train wreck. And where did you go to college? Uh, URI, University of Rhode nice, Island. Nice, Yeah. So I met her while I was in college. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the ignoring the red flags, your entire relationship kind of thing. Because I was 20 years old. I didn't know who I was. <laughs> yeah. And it was like the longest mistake of my life. It was eight oh, years. No. Oh, my um, God. Does she know you feel that way? She should. She left me. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. You're allowed to say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like I, it wasn't like I ruined it. No, it was fully her. Yeah, so she left and we got divorced and then I was, you know, horribly Mm -hmm. depressed for a while and I kind of forced myself to be single and just deal with the sadness instead of like trying to fill the void, which I highly recommend. It's horrible. It's tough. It's very tough and it's very sad. I learned a lot of lessons and I think that if I hadn't, I wouldn't have been ready when my current wife came along. Like I wouldn't have been ready to trust her and, you know, be in a fully adult relationship. We met on OkCupid. We met online. I mean, I had a couple good dates on mm. on OkCupid. I can't hate on them. And it was just, it was love at first sight. Oh my when God, we, she's when we smiling went on our first so date. much talking about yeah. her. It's so cute. She's the best. Aww. So. So yeah, I mean, I've been I've been through some serious shit, really bad shit. So this was like, it feels like that was a completely different life. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. Yeah. I always joke about this, like, especially having grown up in New York City, I feel like even though I'm a dog person, which I will emphasize, I do feel like a cat in the sense that I've had like nine lives. Mm. I just think about me in high school, like I was only <laughs> drinking, <laughs> I was only drinking underage, not anything else, but it's true. But <laughs> I sound so stupid, yeah. but I would drink and like dance on club tables with my friends at like 16. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who was I? I'm like, I wouldn't do that now. Right. I mean, maybe right, like right. A, a bar club kind of situation, I probably would. But you know, yeah, it was just yeah. like, it was like Lavo. I was like, I would never go to Lavo now. You could pay me to go to Lavo. I'd rather die. <laughs> so there's just certain things, like I look at different phases in my life, or even recently when I had a bout of depression, I just feel like I was like mm. a fully different person than I am. Yeah. Properly medicated and not mm-hmm. quarantined alone and depressed. And it's just like, it's right. so real. It's like when you go through shit like that, your personality does change to an extent, which is so shitty. And it doesn't mean oh, it's yeah. gone, but it means it gets put on pause and it's hard. Mm-hmm. I really like resonate with what you're saying about taking time off after a serious breakup, especially if it causes trust issues. I actually yeah. talk about this on an episode with these girls who started this clothing line called Boys Lie, but we kind of have like a cheating <laughs> episode, so to speak. Oh, yeah, it's oh, a fun one. I could have been on that oh one too. Oh my God, we'll invite you on for part two. We haven't finished uh, recording, yeah. but... G- girls Lie too. <laughs> I'll say oh that. Oh my God, I'm dead. I have to tell them about that when they come back on, but that's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, like we were kind of talking about, I was cheated on and then one of the girls was cheated on and the third mm-hmm. girl, she wasn't technically with a guy, but he did something really shady that was kind of like akin right. to being cheated on, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it and it's so true because I remember feeling a lot of frustration and now it's been like two years since that happened about and I feel like finally really over it. Like I've been over yeah. him for a while, but I wasn't over the transgression and like the effect it had on my self-esteem for a while, I'd say. Right, yeah. But I remember in the first year getting really frustrated. I was like, why can't I just date someone normal and nice 
you kind of have to take a look in the mirror and realize like whether or not you want to be doing this, you're not fully healed. You need to go through like Mm -hmm. the whole process. So obviously like that timeline is different for everyone. Like some people can just like get back into it and they're fine with it. You know, kudos to them. But I can't believe I just said kudos. But for me personally... (laughs) I needed that time and I'm so grateful now I've had it because now I feel like with these guys I've been dealing with recently, it's like I kind of know what I'm doing and I feel like I'm in a good place. And when you're in a good place, you can see when it's kind of other people's stuff and just accept that for what it is and then move forward knowing that you've done everything in your control and you Mm -hmm. can't control them. So it's kind of a nice feeling. And also, as you were kind of saying, if you're not over your shit and you're trying to like recreate your patterns, et cetera, you can't really accept someone who's like, quote unquote, good for you into your life. Anyways, that was a speech. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, everyone. Thank you. (laughs) That was a perfect TED talk. But it's just, I think something that I learned during that time was that you need to focus as much on if you actually like that person, focus on that as much as do they like me. Because I think for so long, I was just settling for people who gave me attention. attention. And I was not considering like, do I even like this person? Is this like someone I would want in my life? I just was sort of blind to that because I just wanted I just wanted someone who said they liked me. Yeah, someone to like fill you know? the void, so to speak. Yeah. It's so true. It's like owning your own standards. And um, mm-hmm. I listen to this podcast that I hope to have them on someday. I've put some feelers out, so we'll see, guys. But Good. I listen to this podcast, You Up, with Jared Freed and Jordana Abramson. Mm-hmm. I can't speak. Okay, sorry, Jordana. Anyways, <laughs> Jordana, I'm so tired. But um, A for effort. A for I like, do I have a stutter? I don't know. Did I stutter? Yes. Um, anyways, she's one of the founders of Betches, mm-hmm. but they have this Betches dating podcast. And one of the first things that Jared always says, which is kind of nice because he's like a straight male, but giving his perspective in a, you know, very genuine, thoughtful way where he can kind of see both sides, which is different because you you know, a lot of it's just women or I don't know, just you rarely hear men taking time, straight men, especially (laughs) straight men, I'll say in particular, Mm -hmm. to like really be reflective and try to give advice about these situations. So it's kind of like a refreshing thing in that way. But his thing that he always says is own your own standard. If you do an ultimatum, don't go back on it. Like you've set that standard. So now in order to keep your power, you have to keep that standard. It's so true. You have to do these check-ins with yourself and ask yourself, like, is this what I want? Like, it's not just up to the other person. And once you realize that, you get such a new found sense of power and yeah, just like empowerment. Because it's like, oh, I have a say in this, right? Right. You have (laughs) some control over your own life. Totally. It's Shocking. surprising. Um, if you yeah. don't mind me asking, so yeah. like obviously you're, you've been with women. What would you say your sexuality is or do you define it? And when did yeah. you kind of come to terms with that? Yeah, I'm a full-blown lesbian. Fully, <laughs> and fully les, we love. Fully les. Um, I came out when I was 17. So nice. that's pretty early. I, yeah, yeah. For the early 2000s, it was early. Yeah. I was the only, one of the only gay kids in my school that was out. But now everybody's gay. So I'm like, what the fuck? Where were you guys? <laughs> I know. I went to an all-girls school and like the number of girls who post-grad came out was like one by one by yeah. we were oh, having God. an affair. We're dating now. It's like, hello, friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where yeah. were you guys? Like, none of you were at the GSA. I, like, we could have used you. You were at you the know? forefront. You were the yeah. You were the trailblazer, baby. It's <laughs> apparently what I do. So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I have. <laughs> uh, I've been fully. Yeah. I've been fully gay mm-hmm. since I kissed my first girl, and when I think I was like 16. Aww. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. it was like I said, girls lie too. Oh, so I mean, it true, has not true. been. It hasn't been. You know sunshine and rainbows, but I, I am glad that I'm gay every single day. That's for sure. I love that. I feel like you should like put on a t-shirt. Glad I'm gay every single day. Inspirational quotes. And there's like a sunshine or something or something either intentionally corny or something like funny. I don't know. We'll think about it. I'll help you with that merch. Yeah, we'll work. We'll We'll workshop it. We'll workshop the merch. But yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. And so if you don't mind getting into it, because now you've piqued my interest. 
I'm assuming just putting A, B, and C together, I could be wrong. I could be making an ass out of me and me. With the um, cheating stuff, was it your ex-wife? Was she the girl who lied? It, she was one of one of, several. Oh, Lord. Oh, one of several. My, Jesus <laughs> my current wife mm-hmm. is the first person who hasn't. What? stepped out on me well that's not true there's there's like a couple people that i like dated a little bit before like after my divorce yeah and at that point my standards were higher and i my bullshit detector was like on thank god but but yeah everybody else because this was back when i was just like Mm-hmm. If they tell me they like me, that's I all like that matters. Yeah. yeah, they can yeah. do whatever they want to me as nope. long as they stick around, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my high school girlfriend was horrible. The girl that I fooled around with in college was horrible. And then I married another cheater. So, Oy vey, yeah. This is super fun. So fun. No, <laughs> I, fun. I feel you. I mean, my um, last relationship like big relationship was the one I got like really cheated on. I won't get too much into it since I do in the other episode, but before that, yeah. I mean, I had a high school boyfriend who I, I didn't even yeah. sleep with him to be fair, but he cheated on me with one of my best friends at the time. I lost my goddamn mind. I turned full bitch. I mean, when I'm cheated on, I just see red and I yell at everyone. Yeah, what a mess. Involved. That's how it works for me. Yeah. Unless the girl doesn't know me, but in both situations, yeah. I was like badly cheated on. Yeah. And I like, knew as- the girl very well. Yeah, that's dirty. That's dirty. But like now that I'm older, I can yeah. I can very clearly see that these people were hurting, you know? Like they came from damaged places. Mm. I was hurting trauma. and very insecure, right? They yeah. had a lot of trauma that they were dealing with. Like for some reason I was very very attracted to people that I thought I could fix. Duh. Um you really know, preaching to the so, choir. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really hold anything against any of them because it was like you were dealing with way more than a person your age should have been dealing with. And I should have, I should have known better, but we all live and grow, you know? Yeah. Well, that's very, first of all, that's forgiving and nice of you. I've, I've (laughs) forgiven, but I definitely am not like, oh, I so see where you're coming from. I'm like, you're still a piece of shit, but I forgive you. Yeah, you, you know might it's like get a, there. It's I mean, a, it's you're a younger than me, so forgiveness. It's like yeah, I forgive you, and I would talk to you, and like maybe be friends with you someday. Because I think harboring resentment or hatred is just it poisons you, which I've yeah, I've absolutely talked about before. But yeah, I, I don't think that's healthy. But I'm also not like oh, I totally see where you come. I'm like no, yeah. you're still fucking bullshit anyways but um yeah well I don't talk to any of these people like I've burned all the bridges but I can just you know look back and say this was not about me at all this does not reflect on me at all oh totally which I I've gotten to that point too thank god because it's horrible to blame yourself for this shit but um right right but they do say that in relationships like you'll keep seeking out the same patterns so Mm -hmm. to speak until you kind of really learn the lesson and it's hard because sometimes you'll think I already went through this I already learned the lesson but it's like no there's clearly something you didn't learn and I think a lot of that has to do with who you're you know becoming attracted to in the first place um Mm -hmm. so it's definitely something to watch for I was listening to this amazing psychologist recently Guy Winch he was on this podcast Girls Gotta Eat which I listen to a lot and reference a lot but he was talking about how there are studies that show that there are actually more cells in your gut than in your brain, which is why we talk about having a gut feeling or listening to your gut or a gut reaction. Mm, So a lot of the time, we actually already know what to do. It's just a matter of like getting in touch with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's the receptors. Receptors, Um, that's what it is. Yeah, specifically for for mental health stuff, most of your mental health receptors are in your gut, which is crazy. Which makes sense also because I, as yeah. someone with generalized anxiety yeah. disorder, my yep. gut will get all types of off yeah, if same. I'm too stressed yep. or like someone. Eat str- them probiotics, you know. kids. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. No, I love that message. And I feel like that actually kind of leads us into just because I know you have a uh, rally to crash soon. I do. And I actually, a friend just texted me and said there's Ooh, a ton of people we're there. excited. Is it a Trump <laughs> so I can't, one? I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Question. I'm doing a drive-by tonight. Okay, drive-by. I think it's good you're in the car because of safety Yes, stuff, me too. Do you me ever too. get nervous safety-wise? Everyone, <laughs> this is like maybe the biggest question I get. 
my wife gets nervous, I think, yeah. more than I do. I, maybe it's naivety, naivete. But as a, I think, I think. Guardian Livio right. So as a, but as a white woman, I think that I, as the most protected race and gender on the planet. Uh, gender? I think I that know. it's my duty. Well, but like white women, like True. all the, all the systems are set up to protect white women. Women For that, not. I, <laughs> right, exactly. But, yeah. but exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah. But right. Like a, a white woman calls the cops, it's everyone like women, comes. Children first. Yeah, the fucking Karen who called on bird walkers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think that it's my duty to use that privilege to put myself mm-hmm. in scary situations that totally. a black person would not be able to do, especially a black woman would not be able to do what I'm doing necessarily, depending on where she lives, because she'd automatically be seen as a threat just for nothing. Or a target, yeah. But for me, I can sort of infiltrate, yeah. like in one one of my videos and I seem like I'm a I'm a Trump supporter till the last minute. I'm trying to use my privilege to do the scary things to also disarm these people and like show that we can still laugh at them and we should be laughing at them. Yes, I you know? totally we agree should with be laughing that. at them. They're embarrassing. Preach. Preach. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like when, you know, the whole movement, I don't want to say started, but restarted um, mm-hmm. back a few months ago for Black Lives Matter. And they were saying like, as a white person, and I think they were saying this to men and women, but just like, put yourself in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just statistically less likely to be treated horribly than yep. we are. And that's what being an ally is about. And yeah. um, I went to a bunch of protests. I've not crashed any Trump rallies, but <laughs> I went to a bunch of protests and luckily all the ones I went to, you know, there wasn't even a, like a hint of unruliness or fear or anything. It was just very peaceful and fun. So, so I didn't need to be put in that position, but it it is super brave of you. So I I commend you for doing that. Thank you. And I, I encourage everybody else to find a way to, to get in the way Mm-hmm. Um, be in the way. Small, take up space as women. Yes, take yes. up space. Wait, and yes, I yes. really, I have loved seeing the tide turn for Black Lives Matter because it started seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think then white people were kind of like, oh, this seems really like an extremist thing, right? Well, it, and so, it was the idea of like all lives matter. It was like that. I'm right. sure that was the initial response. It's like, oh, but what about us? Like, fuck off. You're yes, fine. Yes, exactly. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a lot of people's white supremacy, like mm. gurgling up inside them. But now it is great to see like chains of white people like going up to the cops and up to the Mm -hmm. riot gear people. So that's been that's been really encouraging to see. And yeah, I'm not scared if they want to do some shit. I've been waiting for four years for one of them to pop off in my direction. So let's go. Fearless. We stand (laughs) a fearless queen with a microphone. Let's go. And then last question about this stuff. And then I want to move into core life qualms. But my last question about all of this is what do your DMs look like right now? Other yeah. than people like me, oh. what what do your DMs look like? Well, the most important yeah. thing in my DMs right now is Megan Rapino, U.S. Women's National Team champion, ah. soccer star, DM'd oh me the other day. Oh my God, I know who you're talking about now. It took me a second because uh. sports and I are like sports. <sighs> Caitlin. I know. The lesbian community was very excited for me. Um, I, yeah, she's a hero. She's a hero. She's an absolute hero. She yeah. was the first athlete, period, to kneel with mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick when the NFL was still like, oh, she was kneeling on the on the oh. soccer pitch. And I've, I mean, I just love her and I love watching her in the Olympics and in the World Cup. So she started following me and one of my friends told me huh. and I You're flipped like, a shit. Well, it's hard to keep, I'm going to sound like such a douche right now, but once the follows start flooding in, it's hard to keep track. So it's there's like no easy way to, to tell. Like, yeah. Unless I bought some kind of software, there's no way to tell no who's way. following me. I know. So, that's why I'm always telling people, yeah. if, just DM me if I don't see your follow and you're someone I'm like friends with or someone who's cool. Because right. like when they're coming in. It's hard, especially as someone who's not used to it. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, Instagram like, is, is a shitty platform for finding out who's following you. But <laughs> she just, I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, going to keep posting and doing my thing. I'm not going to contact her. I just want to be cool. Yeah, and I she DM'd chill. me. So we what chatted a little say? bit. She said, you're a badass bitch and I fuck with you, sis. <gasps> And I died. I was okay, like immobile. Okay, there's your lady boner. That's yeah, your lady boner. Full lady boner for that. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, Sad. 
Kendrick, Nathan from Insecure, that was amazing too because he's, he's in so the streets hot. doing the work like every single day. So I mean, that felt like is he in a LA? real? Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. I'd seen him protesting. Maybe I did. It's hard to yeah, tell well, when people have masks. And if you know. follow his Instagram, I mean, he's still out there all the time getting well, tear gassed and stuff. So I didn't. Good for yeah, him. Yeah. So I actually hadn't watched Insecure or My Beat until I moved back here. Yeah. So it's very possible I could have like seen him or other people from and the show him. or you know. But yeah, I moved back here in July when I'd already moved from LA and like had gone to all the protests in LA. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. like you know, a good amount. I moved back here. I still have yet to go to one here, which I really need to do. My friend Russell's been like so good about it. But now he's in LA. It's like we ships in we the switched. fucking night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. but yeah, then I started watching Insecure like basically the second I got back here, which is so hilarious. Good. It's like, oh, when I'm in LA, I'll watch Sex in the City. And when I'm here, I'll watch Insecure. Yeah. Like, okay. Bi coastal. Bi coastal. It's, it's yeah. me manifesting my uh, bi coastal vibes. That's but, right. That's but, right. Yeah. And then last thing, do people ever like send you? hate shit do you reply I don't get a lot of hate that's good hate shit at this point I, okay, I mean I have that. some people being like this doesn't do anything this just hurts the cause but I also know that those aren't actual Democrats yeah um they're just being annoying so that's not something that I give a shit about and then it's like yeah. children on TikTok I mean TikTok is just full of children yeah, so I get a bunch of babies. like shit that I don't care about I'm like go do your homework yeah. is usually what I say ah! um like I don't give a fuck Go yeah, do your care. homework for all I the little Gen Zs out there trying to cause trouble and be like trolls on the comments. Go yeah, do your it's homework. Like, I think it's even younger than Gen Z. I mean, there's oh like seven God. and eight year olds on there. Gen it's creepy. Z? <sighs> Fuck if I, I know. Just, I really don't know. I really are you don't still know. a millennial? You are, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm an elder millennial. Ah, uh, oh, like As Liza. Liza what's, yeah, yes, yeah. Sure Singer says, yeah. Sure Singer. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great stand-up bit. I really, yeah. she's great. She's really great. Yeah, I Although she's her. a little too put together looking sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, You don't expect the stuff to come out down. of her mouth. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. It is funny. It is a nice dichotomy because you yeah. don't, you don't expect some of it. And then all of a sudden she's like being like a creeper on the ground and like crawling. And right, and right. You're like, who the fuck are you? Okay. I know. Let's move into quarter life qualms, which is basically just me asking you about your quarter life, your 20s, a nice reflection period for 30 somethings. I've actually had so many 30 something guests on recently. I'm really into it. You guys are- We have wisdom. Yeah, you're wiser. That's what happens. You turn 30 and you get wise. That's that's why you're- Okay. So the first question is, how is your path currently similar to or different from what you thought it would be after graduating college? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it's completely different. I graduated college during the recession. Yes, you said that in the question. With crazy. a degree in French. So I was really prepared. Bonjour, <laughs> super je prepared français. for life. Yeah, yeah, so it was like stupid, but I was living in Rhode Island and there's a French school in Rhode Island, so I was very, very lucky to get a job oh, there. Oh, parfait. Um, I'm just going to keep wait. responding in <laughs> I love it. We can do it no, if you no. want. No, so, no. The listeners will be like, I'm turning this straight <laughs> off. Like if Caitlin tries to say one more French thing. Uh, yeah, so I, but I had to cling to that job for mm. a long time because there was nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized I wanted to be a writer. So then I went and got my MFA. And then I thought I was going to be a college professor. And I was just banging my head against the wall trying to get that going. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I mean, I'm a writer, so why don't I look into marketing? And so, like, that's how I've gotten into to marketing Amazing. now. So completely different. I never thought I would be in marketing totally. ever, but it pays the bills. Well, that's, I mean, that's what you're, I try to hammer this home basically every episode. I feel like that's what your 20s is about, is about, like, trying some jobs you like, some jobs you don't like, yeah. figuring it out, going with the flow, and just kind of falling into what you want to do. And I think... With our generation in particular, it's been a lot more flexible than our parents with these kinds of like career shifts and changes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they can be really rewarding, even if you've thought you're going to do something your entire life. Like, I mean, I definitely thought I was going to act my entire life and I still plan on it. But doing this podcast has been like an incredible outlet and learning experience for me. So it's, yeah, it really, there's room for change, y'all. Oh my God. At any age, at any age. At any age not just in your 20s. 
And then yep. with that, you were saying in the questionnaire that I send out before I have these lovely humans on my show that you were kind yeah. of relating to the people just graduating from college now, given the 2008 recession you graduated into. How, like, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, I had to rely on my mom a lot to pay the bills at that point because it took a little while for me to get the job at the at the school. And I saw all my friends moving home and, you know, just trying to get any job anywhere because we were all overqualified. Yeah. And nobody was hiring, especially after the boomer generation where it was like, Uh like, I feel like sometimes my parents can't totally understand. And luckily, like, I mean, I guess what I'm doing is so not stereotypical in terms of like what they'd expect being like former bankers, analysts, like whatever, but they don't really understand how different the job market is now. And a lot of that has to do with like good changes, like diversity pushes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just not like them where like they would graduate with like a solid ish degree from a good school and then like get the job of their dreams and just stay there forever. It's like, that's not how it works anymore stay anywhere forever now. I mean, that's so rare. So yeah, Yeah. I I understand Mm -hmm. graduating into an economic apocalypse. I understand hustling. Like I've always had side hustles. It'll give you a diverse set of skills. And one day you will have a resume where you're like, oh shit, I actually am qualified for this job. So you're like, I'm qualified for three jobs. Yeah. I have real skills now. Totally. I think it's important to say like, don't spread yourself too thin. Like some people are trying to do like everything ever. But especially right. if it's interrelated, like podcast slash acting, it's like the two can yes. go hand in hand. One helps with skills for the other, like public mm-hmm. speaking, stuff like that. If they're in the same realm or if you think you can have like a solid handle over right. s- like several different areas, then go for it. Yeah. But also don't spread yourself too thin because then it gets a little tricky. And then you're just like not good at anything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Skirt. We don't totally. And then the last question that I'll ask you again for timing Mm -hmm. is you got, I got a rally to go to Trump motherfuckers. Yep. When you get stressed or anxiety, how do you manage it when it comes up? Okay. What coping mechanisms have you created for yourself? So if a Trump Um, fucker starts yelling at you, for example, well, I I fall back on my humor. Yeah, that's something that's I've I've cultivated over thirty four years. Me too. Um, so for yes. me, yeah. yeah. So for me, that's been obviously the microphone stuff. Like I just want people to laugh. I want to be able to laugh at myself. That's really helpful and important um, in life. Yeah. People who can't like really jar me. I'm like, we all just like have a joke here. Yeah, no one's perfect. Yeah. It's fine. Exactly. It's fine. And I have to give a shout out to um, being properly medicated, as you mentioned earlier, because I was earlier this year, I was having, I was waking up with my heart racing so bad that I thought I was having a heart attack. And it was generalized anxiety. I sure do. I was having anxiety attacks in the middle of the night. Prozac. Lexapro. Oh, yeah. You had a really funny caption about Prozac. Oh, no, it was Kate Nichols, another Kate who I've had on the podcast. She captioned her photo, all the Kates, just, you know, all the funny Kates being amazing. She captioned her photo. I'll send it to you later. Kate Nichols. She has a great episode. Listen to it after this is done. But she captioned one of her photos. (laughs) Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Prozac. I love it. It's so perfect. And that was like, I should have started taking it as soon as Trump got elected. And I think it was just... I feel so Ugh. much better. I feel so much better. So meds help. And I know there's such helpful. a stigma around it for some mm-hmm. people. And I get that like there's such thing as being overly medicated. Yeah. And you know, that exists yeah. too, obviously, in a crazy right. way in our country, especially. But you know, yeah. it's bouncing you out. I mean, I know that now that my meds are worked out, it's like day and night. I feel like I can handle yes. things and I'm still stressed enough where I'm hustling and stuff, but I'm not so stressed that I like can't even. Yeah, it's focus. not a negative stress because there's negative and positive stress and yeah it just for me the fact that it's a chemical thing that was happening so like I needed it and I feel so much better so I I tell everybody I can to talk to their doctors and see yeah you don't have to live like that and get a good doctor don't skimp on the shit doctors like find doctors you like and you work with because if your doctor doesn't work for you there's always going to be someone else out there especially when you live in like I mean not everyone listening does but especially when you live in like bigger bigger cities yeah, you, you have yeah. a pick. That's for sure. You have your 
Pick of the litter. Pick of the litter for the, for the doctors. The yeah. If you will. Yeah. Okay. And then to finish up quickly, I want to play a game that Ooh. I started with my guest whose episode came out yesterday, Kyle Scatliff, amazing Broadway actor. Everyone should listen to that when they're done too. And you should, because it's like awesome. a really fun episode. And it just came out. So basically it was inspired by him bitching about people not wearing mm-hmm. masks on his Instagram. So it's called the 10 things I hate about you 2020. <sighs> edition or since it's you it could be donald trump edition whichever you choose choose wisely so i have to do 10 things i hate about donald trump yeah just wildfire like or wildfire wildfire Wildfire. oh my god Freudian slip number one i hate wildfires yeah i hate what he's should we do 2020 or should we do him i mean i can do him I'll do it. Okay, let's do him because that's kind of your yeah. brand. Anyways, rapid fire, not wildfires. We don't like wildfires. Yeah, yeah. Wildfires are bad. <laughs> um, number one, he's a literal demon from hell. <laughs> yes, yes. The best number one we could have done. He's a literal demon from hell. Number one, done. Perfect. I hate how he has discredited the media to the point yes. that facts don't matter anymore. Yes, fake news is you, bro. You are fake news. You are gaslighter yeah. number one. Do not call real news fake news because you want to gaslight people into voting for you. That's some trash. Okay. That's right. Number three, I hate how he doesn't know how to blend his foundation (laughs) at the jawline. Like, or his spray tan, whatever it is, he needs help with that. I can't breathe. It's like, sir... Uh, no, I'm not even going to call him sir. That's Blend. too high. Dude, like how much money do you have? Can't right. like, I know that fucking, uh, what's her face? I almost said Ivanka, but it's not Melania. A- Melania, thank you. Oh my God. I know that Melania like hates you, obviously from the hand-holding photos, but like, yeah. can she or like one of her friends or one of your aides like just blend it? Help somehow. Somehow. Something. Jesus. It's like, it's so stop bad. giving us so much material. Yeah, it's so easy. Um, I hate, is this number four? I hate that he has spent hundreds of millions of tax dollars on golf. (laughs) Hundreds of millions of dollars. Guys, I'm sorry if there are straight male listeners because straight men are pretty much the only people who care about golf, but golf is probably the lamest thing to happen It's so boring. It's so boring. My (sighs) ex-boyfriend loved it and I like would try to like, I can't. I don't, does not compute. And he's getting all the money from it because he's paying it with tax dollars and then he's doing it at his resort. Places. Yeah, his resorts. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, it's it's trash. trash. Total trash. I hate his big, wide, stupid, ugly ties. (laughs) I've never noticed that, honestly. It's, they're so awful. I hate the way he wears a mask. It, like, covers his entire face. He does? I yeah. feel like he doesn't wear a mask half the time is he the just, issue. At least he's wearing it now. Yeah, he just had one on I'm not on trying to the, give him credit, but... Yeah. <laughs> he just had one on at the RBG uh, lying in state, and he got booed so bad. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Wait, can we talk quickly about how crazy the Republican National Convention was. How everyone was just coked out. It was the funniest thing. That woman screaming into the abyss. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Yeah. Well, that can be number six. I hate what he's done to the Republican Mm -hmm. Party. I was never a fan in the first place, but now just seeing what what they'll settle for and what they'll Mm co-sign is, like, really, really depressing. But Um, it's also, like... That's like one of our main problems in American politics right now and for the last eight or so years, I'd say, is that like people get so attached to the parties that they're not willing to look past it. Like just because you've registered as Republican your whole life doesn't mean you can't vote against Trump, who's literal scum, demon from hell. And it's the same thing with Biden. It's like just because you don't love Biden doesn't mean you should by default let Trump win by not voting for Biden. Like it's just right. Yeah, no, we have to, we got to vote for Biden. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't want to. See, I don't even mind. I'm like, I'll do it. He's like grandpa. I mean, he wasn't, yeah. He's a white dude. He wasn't my first, second, or third choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, but whatever. This This is where we are. Also, have you seen? There's a really funny, um, Drag His Ass, who's one of my favorite Instagrams. Mary Beth Barone runs it. She's so fucking mm-hmm. funny. Okay, so basically it's a picture of the handmade still <laughs> girl sitting there eating. It says, I know, yeah, but I just yeah. didn't like Biden. Get over it. Build a bridge and get over it. Would you rather yeah. our country it's, fall it's apart what we as we have a crazy, dumb dictator get or have Biden? Like, come on, guys. Anyways, what number are we on? I think we're on eight. 
I hate what he's doing at the border. Yes. Obviously. I mean, yeah. Which doesn't um, even seem like... Like, that goes without saying. But is it even working? I haven't heard about the wall in, like, a minute. Well, but, the, I mean, the wall is a joke, but the the people in, like, basically concentration camps is, like... Yeah, in cages. That's the yeah, sickening no, stuff. No that's insane. Um, yeah, it makes... It's horrible. I okay. hate yeah. what he's done to <laughs> small-town Facebook groups. Your high because school friends? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> mine is mine is oh a fucking nightmare, and I I have to call so many people's grandparents racists every oh, day bad. that I should just leave the group, but I can't because I want to be a voice of reason. <laughs> you can't because you need to fix them. I've started my new chaotic trait is when I am coming home from dinners now. I'll kind of walk around and like, I don't know why this started. It's so it's either this is the three times it's happened. And yes, three times, two times it's been with Uber drivers <laughs> where it's just come up like politics have come mm-hmm. up and I try to be very reasonable and chill with them so that they can actually hear me. And it's not overly heated. Yeah. And then one time this was mm-hmm. wild. I was walking over and I passed by a police car and they had their windows down. And I, I just look in like, I'm like, Hello. And they're like, hi. And I'm like, so how do you feel about like Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter? They got out the car and we talked for like 40 minutes. I was like, can I have you guys on my podcast? They're like, no. They're like, we're not going back. We will not be doing that. Interesting conversation. And one of the cops was black, basically, you know, very much aligned with the movement, but also felt like he, you know, signed up for this job to protect people, which was really interesting. So we were talking about defunding versus, you know, totally abolishing. And then the other cop was a little more like he was like Latino and like Mm -hmm. didn't really get it and definitely felt a little more like offended by it all and was like, but we matter too. I'm like, that's not the point. I'm like a white girl, I matter, but like, it's just not our time. But like, I've always mattered and no one has ever had to say that. Exactly. Exactly. Right, right, right. Tenth thing. Tenth thing, um, I hate how he has bungled COVID-19 and tanked the economy and killed 200,000 people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, this has been (laughs) fucking great. Thank you so much, Kate, for sitting down and talking with me. This has been fucking incredible. I would invite myself on your podcast, but as of now, I've never watched the show. So (laughs) TBD. If you ever do. Yeah, if you ever do, just let me know. I'll tell you about my thoughts on one, my really well-formed thoughts on one or two episodes for sure. But who knows? Maybe I'll suddenly become a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. We've all got time on our hands. Donald Trump is our president. That's right. On that note thank you so much for coming on do you want to plug all your stuff where people can find you which obviously they have to go follow you yeah you a few, few thousand more followers <laughs> um the best place to find me is instagram right now it's mm-hmm. at girl with the microphone also not girl behind the microphone not girl behind the microphone <laughs> um also on tiktok at the same name um, yes i have so. to follow you on tiktok follow me back because i have no followers yeah definitely totally will Oh and yeah, God. that's those are yeah. those are the two main places that I'm that I'm doing my thing right now. And then as always, please follow me at CKNY1213 for my personal content bullshit. <laughs> and then for the for tweets and other things in the podcast, follow me at WTF Sup pod also please rate review subscribe tell a friend word of mouth counts more than you'd think mm-hmm. and um if you want to donate because you're having fun listening i'm trying to pay my interns one day who i'm obsessed with shout out new interns they're all girls so far which is incredible but thank you so much kate and Thanks. bye everyone bye <laughs>